What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Sinners Only Podcast, where we only sin, but we ask Jesus for forgiveness since he went to the cross for us. Doesn't mean we have a license to sin. It just means we have an advocate on our behalf. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast. My name's Elijah. Uh, we're grateful for, for you guys tuning in with us today. Um, before we get started, we have an amazing, amazing uh, topic for you guys. It might get a little controversial, uh, but before we get controversial, Chad, how you doing today, bro? Bro, that man's whole intro was based off the fact he didn't go to church today, bro. Hey, I'm dead. <laughs> that man watched church online, bro. Like that that whole thing was was just because he didn't go to church, bro. Bro, you got <laughs> no. It'd be like that sometimes, you know. You know, there's grace. You know, when you, when you fall short, you know what I mean. Felt felt a little convicted, but I was like, you know. You know, Yo, where's the grace, bro? Grace stopped being on the podcast a year ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> say that, say that. snap. Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. You know, it was a good, good little weekend. You know, um, Friday, Friday, I didn't really do much. You know, I bought bought some food from the chicken shack. Uh, you know, on Friday night, just chilled, chilled at home. You know, got some fried chicken and some uh, chicken and rice with tzatziki sauce and falafel. You know, I went all out, bro. I went straight all out. So. Um, and then, you know, yesterday I was chilling, you know, this weekend I, I stayed home, played a lot of FIFA. Um, and then yesterday specifically, uh, my wife's cousin came from, from Ecuador. So we went to go hang out with them, uh, last night we did some karaoke at their house and just had a good time. You know, today, uh, I had a reunion with my, uh, men's, uh, with the, the college ministry that we were part of, uh, you know, we had a little uh, reunion today, um, just got back from that, so yeah, man. All in all, good weekend. Nice. But um, what did I do this weekend, man? Yesterday, uh, went on a little date uh, with my wife. Uh, we went to go see that new Scream movie uh, that just came out. Uh, that John is garbage. Uh, <laughs> the, the you know I you know I've to be honest I've never seen any of the Scream movies. Uh, you know, before this recent one just came out, uh, yeah, but it yeah. did intrigue me a little bit because it was based in New York City. Uh, they, they they were in New York City, and uh, bro, I was like, "Yo, what what is this?" And I know like the screen movies are supposed to be like comedic, but they're also supposed to be like you know, you know, uh, serious and slasher type movies. But bro, I was just like, "Yo, this is like really really bad." And I guess it's supposed to be like that because at this point, like scary movies are just like. You know, sometimes they're just really obvious and they just, you know, it's like, hey, don't go into the woods. And then you just yeah, go into yeah. the woods and then you get hacked up. It's like, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So I think they were just making fun of that, fun of that and stuff. But no, other than that, man, uh, Friday, Friday was really chill. Uh, you know, like as I said, I just, you know, stayed home. I just watched church online today. You know, it was, you know, it was, like, it was a pretty good service. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, you know, I think at least in a little bit what we're, we're, uh, what we're talking about today. But, you know. Speaking of that, what are we talking about today, bro? Bro, speaking of that, bro, I, yo, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I didn't go to church either, bro. I watched it online, so let me uh, let me stop capping, bro. <laughs> um, really, bro, what we're talking about today is kind of like it, it actually was super relevant because you know right now my church is going through the Book of Acts and uh, we're going through Acts ten slash uh, 11 today too. Um, and you know Josh was uh, I mean not Josh. Uh, Elijah's church is also was also going through some uh, topics today, and it was a pretty similar topic. Um, basically, how the gospel is kind of for everyone, right? Um, but at the same time, it, it's like this, 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 this commotion, I should say, that that we as Christians we tend to act super pure to the point where we do not, um, you know, mix with with the outside world and. 
you know, me and, me and Elijah had a conversation earlier today and it was, it was, it was honestly very eye opening because, you know, us as Christians, we are not called to just be a Christian on an island by ourselves, right? We are called to spread the gospel to all ends of the earth. It says there, there's a famous, famous command in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, I think it's Matthew 28, it says, go, it, it says, go and make disciples of, you know, preaching, teaching, and discipling in, in all nations, like, it, it says, go, right? So, um, you know, that that's kind of what our, our conversation is going to be, like, centered around right now, um, and uh, yeah, Elijah, so, so, so what, what kind of background do you have with that, like? Yeah, uh, I think, I think uh, since becoming a Christian, uh, there's always been this sort of like, uh, or, you know, this like notion that, hey, like, you know, being a Christian now that you are saved and, you know, now that you have a relationship with Jesus, that you should just, you know, everything that isn't like found strictly in the Bible is somewhat sinful or it's just like you shouldn't be participating in it. Right. No one will actually, no one, at least in my experience, no one actually gives you an actual, like, real reason for why, um, you know, something they think that, you know, that they think is sinful, that they participate in, and they don't give a reason for why they don't participate in it or do it. They're just like, hey, like, it's not found in scripture, so I'm not going to do it, right? So I think I've had this experience with, uh, even even recently, right, where uh, I was uh, talking about anime, Um and just making content with anime and just like saying like there's a lot of realizing that there's a lot of Christians that just won't watch anime. They don't like anime because of the, some of the themes that are being displayed within within anime, right? And, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. it's not it's not it's not you know it's not a secret. Anime is not it's it's it is Japanese based, right? And I think a lot of the 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 uh, the culture and the value is very different from from our Western side of the you know of this world and stuff. So a lot of it is just has a lot of stuff that you know. As a Christian, you you would look, like you would think twice about it. Be like, oh, is this like you know? Should I be watching this right? Like you you know you'll be watching like a really good anime, and then you have like some like really quick like you know I don't know a uh, woman showing some skin, and this is like yo, what is this? Like and you know people people don't watch anime over that because they're afraid that they'll stumble over it. That um you know it'll cause a Christian to lust and stuff like that. And you know those I think those those concerns are legitimate, right? But I think often what's what's being said in that is that, Hey, you should not participate in any of this because it promotes so-and-so, uh, you know, culture or this is demonic or that is demonic. And I'm just like, you know, for me, like my experience with that is that I don't, you know, there are some things that obviously like, I think, uh, you know, Satan is influencing, right. I think, you know, it, reading, um, reading the first Corinthians, right. Where first, second Corinthians, one of, one of them, right. Where it talks about, uh, that this, the God of this world has blinded, you know, the eye blinded the eyes of, of these people. Right. And like, you know, I think with that, you're going to have, you know, culture or different things that are displayed that aren't necessarily Christ-like. Right. And, you know, that's obvious, right. I think, you know, if someone isn't saved then there's going to be certain thing, uh, things that people do that, you know, just don't represent, you know, God, that's, that's obvious. Right. But, um, I think, I think, what what tends to happen with that is that it tends to make the you know the um you know the culture the thing that they're that they're critiquing as sort of just something that we should not partake in altogether. So they kind of just throw throw the baby out with the bath bathwater type thing, right? So um, that's a lot of that's a lot of what I've experienced or what I have been experienced with anime, right? And there's you know different tensions there, but even even just uh just certain Christians that just they won't like I don't know they won't watch like uh avengers an avengers movie uh because it's just like it shows like people with powers and it shows like you know uh you know with spells demons all those different things right and i'm just like 
you like you do realize that our Bible talks about that same stuff, right? Like it, like it literally does, right? And like I, I was watching, I was watching a video um, from Frank Turk uh, and Sean McDowell yesterday, and they were saying, and uh, Frank Turk was just, was saying like, hey, there's a difference between uh, prescribing something and describing something, and a lot of the Bible it, it's not giving a prescriptive that hey, you should be worshiping demons or anything like that. It's giving a description of what these demons are like why people are worshiping these demons st stuff like that so that's a little bit of my experience where everything is kind of a uh, you know to some to certain christians everything is sinful and you can't participate in it unless it's like bible bible reading and prayer but anyway what how, how about you bro <laughs> hey, that's actually interesting that you say you can hear me right yep yeah yeah, yeah. sorry sorry i had i changed some settings in my headset because that buzzing was killing me um oh, good. yeah yeah so so um the thing, one one thing is alluding to that, right? Um, Ruslan did a conversation with uh, Dr. Mark Brown, and he did a conversation with Isaiah Salvador, um, and he broke broke down that topic actually very very interesting. Um, both of those uh, men of God, they kind of uh, explained it very very different than a lot of um, people that have explained like the dark forces and things like that nature. Um, they did it in a very biblical sense. So uh, if anybody, anybody wants to get good answers on that specific topic, I would, I would refer you to those two videos. Very, very, some very, very good stuff in there. But um, yeah, bro, kind of my, my experience with it is, is the same thing where it's like, there's all a, a notion to be more Christian than not. Right. Um, and we today at my church, we're talking about Peter uh, when he when he got this vision of of what is clean and what is unclean in the world. Right. Um, and God basically gives him the charge to to eat whatever because he's hungry. Right. Peter's really hungry. And God's kind of like everything uh, uh, that I put on the earth is clean for you to eat. And my pastor goes into this whole thing. Right. And mind you, my pastor is really good at uh, preaching exegetically. Um and but but today was just a different level, right? Uh, he he flipped it to a different text. He connected the text very well. Um, he got really theological, right? Usually we just go line by line, you know, some slight historical context, some slight um, wording explained in different languages. But today he got super theological. He got straight on his Tim Keller wave today, right? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so he was talking about like how how the the people of Israel at the time. Um, they didn't eat these specific animals like pigs and um, animals with hooves and all kinds of different um, animals at the time because the people of Israel needed to uh, to mark themselves differently than the rest of the world, right? Um, you know, the, the men got circumcision, right? Um, but, you know, even in the New Testament, we see the opposite where you, our hearts are now circumcised, right? Um, mm -hmm. And, and it, it's funny because we, we when he went back to Levitical law, he showed us where where like all these things that 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 were in the Levitical law and the um, you know Exodus and Leviticus, um, uh, what do you call it? He he said that it was almost as if it, it, a most majority of those things were temporary because once Christ came, you know a lot of these things were going to change, right? Um, because you know, Christ, Christ is now the temple, the Holy Spirit now indwells in people, things of that nature, right? So what was so interesting about this was that Peter in the very next chapter, Acts 11, after getting this, this vision and this and that, he goes to Cornelius and he, you know, he, he's giving the gospel to Cornelius, a man of, 
that was devoted to God. He wasn't Jewish. He wasn't Christian. He was just a Gentile, literally a Gentile that served served the Jewish God, but wanted salvation for him and him and himself and his household. But yet he just didn't know. He didn't know who Jesus was or anything. And Peter, God sent um, Peter to him. And it opened up this whole new avenue of, of the evangelical world, right? Um, now, all, now, all of a sudden, Gentiles like you and I can now access the gospel, right? Um, and it, it really got me to think, it's like, um, we, 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 we live in a world now where certain people think they are holier than other people because they don't do X, Y, and Z. And mm. this whole uh, culture, I'm not, I'm referring to purity, right? But I'm not saying I have anything against purity at all. Purity is great. And we are supposed to be devoted and consecrated to God, um, at, you know, at all times. But my pastor brought up this very interesting point where he said, your desire to be pure should be equivalent to your desire to see unity in the body of Christ. And I, I almost like lost it when he said that, because it was almost as if like I was thinking this in my head and now somebody else just said it out loud in the public. And I was like, bro, like I'm not crazy to, to, to say that now. So it's like um, when I heard that, right, I, I automatically made me think like we, we really do have this tendency to be like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. But this person does this. This person does that. And it really is divisive, bro. Like um, mm. topics in, in, in the church and in Christendom. Um, when in reality, so what if you don't do this? So what if you don't do that? You're sinning the exact same way as the next person next to you. You just you just don't know it. Yeah. You know, you, you're just not looking at your, the other sin because to God, all sin is the same. Sin is sin. It's all separation from God. Yeah. You might not be, be a glutton. Yeah. You might not be a drunkard. Yeah. You might not, uh, you know, you not, might not be an idolater. Right. But you, you know, you might, you might be greedy, you know, mm. you might have the love of money, you know, you might you might not be treating people right. There's so many so many sins, way to sin against God that it's like we we really can't point our hands at anyone, um, because yes, we're doing these the, we're not doing these things, but we are still all in dire need of Jesus and the gospel. Because if you're not doing those things out of your own self, you are still in dangerous peril. You are still uh, with the weight of your the sin, uh, your own sin on your shoulders, right? So, mm. yeah, man, it, it's just it's just it's just disheartening, man, that we that we we all have this tendency to to feel that we're more holier than other people. And I say we because this is something I struggle with. I'm sure this is something you struggled with in your life as well. You know, um, mm. yeah, man, we we can't sit here and call other people not Christians or other people to think they're they're worse than us because they're not doing the things that we have convictions for, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was reading, um, I was reading, uh, I'm going through mere Christianity right now by uh, C.S. Lewis, Lewis. And uh, I, I was reading a topic on uh, pride today. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, he was also saying that like the reason that could, the, the, the greatest sin, right. The greatest sin like ever is, is pride. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But most people will probably look at that as like, Hey, what, how is that the, how is that the greatest sin? It's just the, it's just the fact that like pride was, it was ultimately what separates you from, from God, not in, in pride and that pride manifests itself 
and that pride manifests itself in different ways. But uh, that pride ultimately is something that you know we you know we uh, try to get over on uh, on other people, right? So it's like you know if you're if you're a Christian and you're and you're walking with Jesus, and you're like, oh, bet I don't eat pork. I follow the Levitical law. It's like, mm, do you really? Because you know you know Jesus said that no one you know follows it, or Paul said that no, no one follows it at all. Everyone falls short of the glory of God. But it's like this pride is something that like it, it kind of, it's in us. And so when we like, you know, we're with our Christian brother and sister and we kind of view something in a particular way, we tend to elevate ourselves over those, uh, over those, our, our brothers and sisters, because we think that we are, you know, God has like made us holier than those people. And, and honestly, it's not like explicit, like someone's not going to be like, Hey, I'm holier than you, but it shows, it shows up in their actions though, where it's like, you know, if you say like, I'm just going to use an example because I'm just familiar with it. Just say you're like, you're watching like some really great anime. Right. And it's just like, you're in, and the difference is like, for me, like, I don't, like, you know, I enjoy the aesthetic of anime, the art of anime and stuff, but it's like, there, if there's a great storyline, I'm willing to be able to take that, you know, that anime that, you know, this person might think is, like, really, really bad and try to get out the storyline of, hey, how does it relate to me and how does it relate to, you know, God, humanity, stuff like that, right? But that other, but the other Christian would be looking at me like, yo, like, you know that that's showing like some girls like cleavage. Like, what, why are you watching this? Like, yo, you're showing somebody murdering someone. Like, why are you watching this? That's sinful. Like, are you a real Christian? And, and it kind of and it kind of creates this like spiritual hierarchy based off of nothing, right? If it's yeah. like, it's like, yo, like if you're gonna tell me that like I'm like a, a lesser Christian or that or I'm not a Christian at all, show me in the te- show me in the text where like you know that I it says that I can't do this or I can't do that, right? It's like, and there's certain things, right? I'm not saying that everything is permiss everything is permissible, everything is lawful because because it because it, uh, it isn't, right? Like you know, if like if I'm like having sex with my girlfriend or something, and you know I get called out on it, I'm like, uh, like I think you might have some type of like you know basis of judgment off of because obviously if i'm calling myself a christian i shouldn't be doing that stuff and there's obviously there's definitely different commands right and it's obviously you know extending grace to extending grace in that area right but it's like okay bet like you know there may be a, a sense of different maturity levels you know and, and i think that's okay to point out right but if it's something like that's like really minute and just really not worth uh you know trying to divide over then i you th- think we might have like a heart problem you know yeah yeah um, so it, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's actually really, it's actually really sad. Like when you think about like sort of the different, um, the different, like, you know, denominations we have in our, in our, in our, uh, in our, uh, I guess in our world and stuff about, uh, of Christendom, where it's just like, you know, is it, could, could all of these churches have been divided or th- these denominations have been divided because once one denomination thought they were holier than the other, like that might, that might be the case to be honest. And I, th- and I, and I think, you know, if we're looking at it like if we're de- looking at it deep down, it's like that's that's probably the reason. It's just like if the reason why like we think that we're better than other people, right? Or we're better or we're better Christians than other people is because we have this uh this lingering sense of pride and everyone does. And this is a matter of like Jesus rooting that out. And this is like how is he gonna root that out in your own personal life, you know? Yo, all I know is I'm better than Elijah because I don't watch no anime, bro. Hey yo, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout, out, shout out to Tara Lynn, bro. I haven't seen Tara Lynn in the comments in a minute. We still gotta get Tara Lynn to come on here, bro. I, I'm telling you, bro. You you if you hear Tara Lynn speak, bro, you'll be blown away, bro. She got she got, <laughs> she got as, as they say, the South got something to say, bro. And she's from South Jersey, so y'all hey, I'm dead. Hey, I'm dead, bro. <laughs> what whatever would have been some experiences with you where you've where either you felt like 
you uh you you felt that this like a person was trying to be you know show themselves as a better Christian than you or you show that you've shown that you've uh, experienced yourself where it's like oh bet I'm a better Christian than this person like where are some examples from you, bro? I I I, I kind of told Elijah a little bit about this earlier this year. Um, there was this uh. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to, you know, put any, any bad, uh, bad word uh, words on someone else in their ministry. But, uh, there's been ministries that I, it, cause it's not just one person, right? It's mul- this is, this is like multiple, uh, preachers slash ministers slash different types of, um, organizations. I've heard this from growing up. Um, and it's like, um, the topic of like Halloween, right? Um, and I've heard so many people say so many things, right? Whatever you believe. I'm not saying go celebrate Halloween, don't celebrate Halloween, whatever, right? But I've heard so many people say so many things about Halloween that were not even like, they're not scripturally based at all. And then I felt like all these different feelings in my heart, like, is this right? Is this wrong? And then like, to the point where it's like, I felt like part of me was like damaged, you know, like part of my soul was like, needed some soul care right like i needed caring of my soul because it's it just felt like something i heard from someone say say uh saying that i'm x y and z because i did this or did that like it created such a, a division in my own heart like it felt like god didn't love me god didn't want anything to do with me like um because i because i celebrated halloween one time and 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 went out trick or treating when i was a kid like somebody said some crazy stuff and i was like wow does god not love me this cuz i don't want to have have anything to do with me and mm. and this was like my early like early 20s or like late teenage years like 19 20 i, I, I was um and then i then i, I came across this scripture um it's funny enough, my brother actually sent the scripture to me today, unironically. Um, <laughs> let me see. What, what is it? I think it's Romans 8. Neither. Life, hold up. I got you right here, bro. Um, it is Roman 8, 38 to 39. It says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. This is pretty extensive, right? Like This, this is pretty extensive. Uh, will, will be able to separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I'm like, when I read that, I was completely and utterly, I felt my soul like, like repair, you know, after reading that, reading that, because I'm like, whatever this preacher said, because of his years of experience um it was not rooted in this scripture like mm. it was not rooted in, in in what what the inspired word of god said right so in that moment i felt like i was i was utterly like not going to be uh you know I, I like god didn't love me i literally felt like god didn't love me anymore like and 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 when i read this scripture i was like how could i be so naive to listen to a man Right. Who is full of sin and not even consult the word of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I had learned that. It, it It's like no man can sit here and say that he is more uh, the most knowledgeable. Right. Because we or, or he is the most holy or he, the only man that could say that is Jesus himself. Right. Um, Jesus himself is the only person that could sit there and literally say that he was perfect and holier than anyone, right? Um, nobody else can sit here and tell me 
uh, t- tell me that they're more holy or act like that. Because at the end of the day, I know that that person is also sinful, just as sinful as I am. Right. So mm. that scripture definitely healed me. But another example of this is growing up in church. Right. I grew up in a very, 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 very traditional church. Right. Um, and, you know, people wearing suits and, and, and ties and dress shoes and whole nine yards. And and, you know. I always wore the same thing, like this hoodie, like sweats, you know, t- uh, t- Dang, sin- sinful, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. And people always, always used to tell me something like, oh, you should have more respect for the Lord. You should have more. And like some of these dudes that would tell me this, bro, I've seen them walk away from the faith. I've seen mm. them, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, the, the broken marriages, um, you know, step down from the role, disqualified, like, and, and, and it's like, that just goes to show you that all these cultural barriers, they, they just add up into this point where it's like, w- like, what are we doing? Because like, much like I said earlier to earlier in the text that, that acts 10 to 11 um, scripture, right? Th- th- those scriptures, it actually wasn't, wasn't even in the inspired word of God that the, the Jewish people had to stay away from the Gentiles. That was an extra text. I think it, the book was like, the book of Jubilee or something like that. It, w- it wasn't even in the actual inspired text. Mm. This is something that, that was created socially. Like we said much like two weeks ago, social construction out of the, the, the want to be pure. And that mm. is okay. Right. It is okay to build barriers, build bridges, um, depending on, on how it's going to affect the kingdom. Right. Like you, if you want to stay away from a certain type of person because they cause you to sin, Go ahead, right? Build that barrier, but mm. but 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 don't make it necessary, right? Don't make it like, oh, I need to stay stay away, you know, because then you can't then you can't take the gospel outward. Then you can't you can't bring it to the people that need it, right? If you create that, I'm never going to talk to to a non-believer. So then, how is a non-believer ever going to know who Jesus is? You you know what I'm saying, bro? I mean, yo, some people kind of think like that, bro. It's like, and, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm giving people grace, too. It's like, I, like, I'm hoping you don't, like, someone doesn't think that way. As if, like, you know, that that's not an opportunity to, like, share the good news of the gospel with people that you're hanging around with, right? If people don't know Jesus, right, I think you just being there, like, you know, there's some people that are scared to share their faith amongst their friends. That's, you know, I get that, right? But, like, what exactly... If you're hanging out with if you're hanging out with your non-believer friends, right? If you see a person hanging out with their non-believer friends, would it matter? It also matter. I think it also matters. Hey, use your words, share the gospel. I think that is important, right? Because that's the only way the gospel is communicated, right? But I think another way in which I'm not too favorable, but I think a lot of us like uh you know, preset to that because it's like sharing the good news of the gospel is it's it's scary, right? But like how do you live your life amongst non-believer friends? Right. If you like if you live in a way like you're going to, I don't know, you're hanging around them. Right. And they're like, hey, let's go smoke weed. Let's go get drinks. Let's go do this. And you're just like, no, I'm cool. I don't want to do that. And like they and you keep you keep saying no. I think that creates a bridge for you to be able to like for your friends, like especially when they're in a rough spot. It's like, yo, like you can share you can, you could be able to share the hope that's in you at that point. Right. I think it goes back to our apologetics episode, right. Where it's like, some people won't just straight out go and share the good news of the gospel. Right. That's, I think that's the reality. Right. But in the way that they live their life will create an opportunity for them to share the gospel. So it's like, if you if you are just like, Hey, I'm never going to hang with a non-believer, like a non-believer person, 
that you're disobeying Jesus at that point, right? The Great Commission is that is is based off of us going into the world and sharing the good news of the gospel. How do you think that's gonna happen? Right? Like you don't you don't share the good news of the gospel just by just staying in your little church collective. That you know, to be honest, I think God God is more against that than than he is like going out and, and you going uh going amongst un, uh, unbelievers, right? I think when the when the church in Acts, right, when the early church in Acts, when they were together and they were growing in size, right? What happened? They got scattered. And who scattered them? God scattered them. And what do you think that purpose was for? For them to share the gospel, because that's the only way the gospel is going to go to the ends of the earth, right? Like if like if you were just going to stay to yourself, if 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 the command for us was just to stay to ourselves and to our own little walls and show and show the world like, hey, we're holy and we're going to be holy, and you can come in if you want. That's not how that's not how Jesus wanted it to be. He told us to go. He sent Stephen out. He sent Peter out. He sent Paul out. What do you think the reason was for? For them to just create this own little Christian culture to keep to themselves? No, it was for them to share the good news of the gospel and it. And if it means like, and this verse came uh, came up to me is like uh, um, being of the world, being in the world, but not of the world, right? I think a lot of people get that twisted where it's like they don't really understand how to dis- how to like connect it, really. Where it's like, hey, be in the world, right? You know, separate yourself, right? You are holy. You're a holy. You're a holy person. Like God has, has sanctified you, right? And what is that purpose for? It's not just to, to keep it to yourself, but to share with other people about the goodness of Jesus and, and who God is, right? And if you're and if like you're critiquing of you being a Christian and you're like, hey, I'm a better person than better Christian than that person because I don't watch this or that, but that other Christian that you're critiquing so much is going out and sharing the good news of the gospel and bringing people to salvation. I don't know which one holds more weight. You know what I mean? I and you know this isn't me like saying that you should not be. You know, you should be participating in any and everything. Obviously, use discernment and stuff like that. But some of the stuff, like I think we mine, we uh, we major on the minors, and it gets us tripped up when it comes to our witness, especially when we're critiquing culture, when we're engaging in culture, and which and which is why I think Ruslan like does this really well, and why I think a lot of people don't like Ruslan because he's like he's literally in the culture, engaging with the culture, and he's not like trying to be like, hey, I'm holier than now. It's more so like, hey, like. I'm going to I'm going to uh you know bring nuance and I'm going to try to share the gospel with as many people as possible hence why he I think he has a platform that he has now so um against the world man don't don't be in it don't obviously don't succumb to it right but like we're we're Christian God has set us apart for a reason and if that if you think that reason is just for you to go to heaven I think you got you got it twisted like obviously I the uh being saved is coming into personal relationship with Jesus but he has more for us than that, right? He doesn't just keep it to ourselves, but he says, like, go into the world and share it with people. And if, you, if you're not doing that, but you're on a sidelines critiquing, then, like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not saying you're not going to, you're not going to be getting to heaven or anything. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that type of guy, but it's like, you know, you got to, I think you got to uh, reevaluate your, uh, what you're, what you're uh, standing for at that point, you know? Yeah, man. Cause I, the, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is really we ha- where to go out and preach this gospel, right? Um, and and when we look at missions historically, right? Let's, let's just minus the last hundred years of American culture, right? 100, 200 years of American culture, right? Um, the the majority of history that is is behind the the evangelical pursuit, right? The 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 world. Um, well, no, the, the word, what is the word? The Grand Commission, right? The Great Commission, right? Um, when you look at the history of the Great Commission, uh, from the very, very beginning, Paul, right? Who, who is pretty much the guy, right? Like, 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 like outside of Jesus, you know, Paul kind of like helps the establishment of the church, right? Um, when we look at this guy, Paul, right? 
I don't think it was a gift that he had, right? I don't think that's what it was. Um, I think he he understood and he was really Holy Spirit led in the way that he evangelized. Um, let's take the I believe it's the church in Corinth, right? He um he talked about uh co women covering their heads, right? But that's not a charge to every woman in the church. That's only a charge to the, the woman of that church, right? Because And we know that for a fact because we don't see that in Ephesians, right? We don't see that anywhere, anywhere else, right? Um, Paul, Paul knew the culture. He approached the culture. He didn't, mm. he didn't sit there and be like, oh, let me, let, let me give you my culture and, and bombard you with all my culture, my culture, my culture. He didn't do that. He, he, he literally... It, uh, went into a culture, then proceeded to give them the gospel. Um, mm -hmm. The gospel, uh, even evangelizing is more, more also about listening than it is about speaking, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say it's more about it, but it's, 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 it's almost equivalent, right? Listening mm -hmm. to the speaking, right? So, you know, we look at missions across the world in all these remote places who have never heard of, of, of Jesus or the gospel. What, what's the first thing that missionaries do? They learn the language, right? They learn the language. Then what do they do after that? They live with the people, right? Before any church is established, before the gospel is preached, before any of that, they live with the people. They learn the language. They learn the culture. Then they evangelize, right? The, yeah. the church in Nepal, right, is a great example of this, right? There was a man that went to, to Nepal, um, I think like two, three hundred years ago. Um, and he he actually learned to speak the Nepalese language. He converted the whole, translated the whole Bible into the, the, the Nepalese language. Um, he never was successful at all at, at starting a church, right? Um you know, I don't know even know if anybody was saved during his lifetime. But what happened was, this man left left a Bible in, in Nepal. He 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 died. Somebody found the Bible. They read it. Now the church in Nepal is thriving. Like it is thriving <laughs> off of one man going and learning the culture and just adapting to the culture. There's churches in, in remote sub-Saharan Africa, right? Where people, I actually know someone, right? From my intro to missions class, their daughter, he, this is an actual story the professor told us. His daughter left the United States with her husband and went to sub-Saharan Africa somewhere in, in there, right? And she learned the language in like seven years, her and her husband. And after seven years, like two people were saved. Literally, mm -hmm. two people were saved. And then they told their friends. They told, and now they have they have a church congregation of like fifty people. And that took Jeez. like seven to eight years. They didn't go there and be like, "Oh, this is what we do in America. This is what we do in America." They took the time and the patience to learn the people because the gospel isn't about culture. The gospel is about people. The gospel is about Jesus seeking out these lost people. Our mm -hmm. culture, we cannot get let that get in the way of that at all. Because the second we let the, our, our culture get in the way oh there goes another denomination starting oh there's mm -hmm. another denomination starting oh i'm right oh you're wrong and and that's where that i believe firmly believe there's probably more than multiple reasons i firmly believe that that's why we have so many denominations today because of culture mm -hmm. um and this idea of social construction as we spoke about a few weeks ago yeah yeah that's good man uh a few a few a few verses came to my mind uh when you were talking bro uh one of them uh one of them was galatians right where <clears throat> where paul 
where Paul is just like he's talking about Paul like uh, opposing Peter, and like we had this background of like you know they're eating or whatever they're chilling and stuff like that, and then some some party a party from James came and whatever, and like Peter was like oh nah my my people's here I got I got to draw back and I got to be with them, and then and then Peter and then uh, Paul's like bro you're you're wilding right now like the the gospel in which you've been saved by too and are you now like you know this you know it's been proclaimed to the gentiles god saving them as well you justify by faith alone through grace grace alone through faith alone like what are you doing you're you're, are you you're bringing you're uh drifting back into the circumcision i think there's i think there's a little uh, different ways that you that people interpret this right but i think and how i'm seeing it right now regarding this conversation is that if you are drifting back into your uh let's use Christian culture, right? And you're just like, oh man, my, my, my people don't, they don't, they don't do this. They don't eat pork. They don't dress a certain way. They only wear dresses. We don't wear pants and stuff like that. But you're around people, you're around people that don't do all these things that your Christian culture doesn't do. I think, you know, you should probably check that, right? Because like, what, like, are you, could you be blocking the way for you to be entering these people's lives? Right. I think most, I think mostly, uh, I think a lot of times, actually, in our culture, like even like living here in New York City, is that when you often tr- when you try to you know be this holier than now, separate yourself from the culture that's at hand, people often look at the church in a weird way because it's like, yo, they're like these like religious like bigots or they're like hypocritical or, or whatever. What they want to give the uh, the uh, name the church because it's just like you you're so disconnected from the culture that you like you don't realize that you're actually the same as them, but you also, but you just been saved by grace through faith alone and Jesus alone. Like you did nothing of this, right? But we, I think we often act as if we did do something. So we look down on people that aren't Christian, but also Christians as well. Um, so I think we should probably check that. Right. And then Romans 14, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but look it up. Right. But it's talking, it's pretty much talking about this, this, uh, this word, this thing of judgment, right? Where it's just like, hey, like, you know, one person eats something and another person eats another thing. You know, one thing is unclean, one thing is clean. Like, everyone should determine in its own mind whether or not they should be doing that thing, right? And this is talking about food, but I think the broader context of it applies to everything else, right? If you're a Christian and you don't like doing something, just say you don't like doing something, but keep it to yourself, right? You don't make yourself any, you don't have a better, a higher or a higher or lower standing based on what you like and don't like, right? God is going to judge that. God's going to judge you for the faith that you keep between, between you and him, right? So I think at the end of the day, relax. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got to say. It's, it's just, it's just relax. Like I feel, and, and this is, and this is just my opinion, right? I don't think this is scripture based, right? I think oftentimes the people that have the most, uh, most things to say, don't say anything to the people that they're around that aren't believers, right? You want, you're like, you're like, you're saying like, this is bad. This is bad. This is, ho- this isn't holy. This is unholy. Have, have you shared the gospel with your neighbor? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, and this isn't, this isn't a judgment. This isn't like a critique. I don't know whoever's listening to li- personal lives, but it's like, if you're not if you're not talking about Jesus, if you're if like if you're not sharing to share the full gospel like with people, why are you critiquing people that don't know him? Right? Why are you critiquing Christians that might actually be doing something and you're not doing anything? You might be on like you know YouTube and you know Instagram and, and you I guess you could count that or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, what's what's your personal life look like? Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's all I got to say. This <laughs> yeah, bro. It, it it's actually crazy, but um yeah man it's like it's like i had i had a conversation with a dude one time and uh he's telling me like bro you shouldn't be eating pork right because uh the the bible talks against that and i'm like all right so i showed him the same thing with, with peter acts 10 and 
he his whole re, his whole response was, "Oh, my church doesn't doesn't believe that because the, 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 you're trying to change the word of God." I'm like, "No, I'm not. This yo, is written. This is yo, written, bro. This is in the text." <laughs> yo, that's my that's my favorite line when you're talking to somebody and they're just like they'll be like, "Hey, some, they'll quote something from, from the uh, Levitical law, Deuteronomy, and, and the Pentateuch and stuff," and you show them like, "Okay, like, yes, that's the." You know, look at the cultural context first, but like, let's look at this person out of the New Testament, and they're just like, "Oh, um, no, bro, you're in sin. You're you're in error." I'm just like, "Bro, what do you do with this?" Like, it, it, and I, I think it's either you like, either you take the the full word of God and you just look at it in its context, because obviously the book was not written. It's not. It's not. It wasn't written to us. Like, I think it was written for us, but it wasn't written to us. And I think we have to separate the two, right? If, if you're taking anything from the Levitical law, their Old Testament, and you're being like, hey, you shouldn't do this. I'm just like, all right, um, you, you probably don't you probably don't know what that verse or passage actually means. So, like, we should probably just end this conversation right now. But, yeah, you know. bro, it, it reminds <laughs> me of the of uh, during COVID. Um, during COVID from the beginning. Oh, snap. I'm not supposed to say the C word, bro. <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> oh, there goes our, our, our help on the algorithm. Hey, yeah, sign up, sign up, sign up. Um, yeah, it reminds me um, uh, uh, during COVID when um, the, uh, you know, people brought up the verse about pestilence, how God is angry and, and this and that. And I'm like, so God, God's angry just now. He's not angry during the the greek times of uh, uh when they were doing the same thing uh when, when he's not angry during the, the the medieval times he's not angry he wasn't angry during the early 19 he wasn't angry in 1950s when they were segregated like, like what yeah. made what what made the world so much worse that god was all of a sudden angry like i'm like this this is not even like it, it, they had in zero zero context to keep saying that like oh god is angry so he's giving us pestilence and and stuff like that and i'm like bro like that is such a like t- and mind you Lige, i speak about being reasonable and hearing people out all week and i'm not trying not to be hypocritical here but <laughs> but like to me that's a blatant misuse and misunderstanding of the scripture to, mm. in, in my very opinion because it's like it's like it's almost as if you just chose to take that little piece and ignore everything else that's attached to that like just throw everything else i'm like that's that's not a good view of scripture um and i know people didn't do that intentionally right like one of these people like like my mom was one person that had had that that view right and uh, you know i I had to i had to have a conversation with her like no like this this is what who these who this is for this is the blessing and the curse of for the people of israel right Mm. um and and you know she was she was a little bit more understanding but um other, others really really weren't they just thought i was throwing away the bible they're like no this is what the bible says this is what the bible says i'm like bro we have yeah. a whole new covenant <laughs> yeah i think i think honestly a more like scripturally based uh you know uh thing to say about like you know for the you know the the vid that happened right i think it's like hey this is happening because we live in a sinful world right Everything or everything around us as bad as good, you know, earthquakes, disasters, whatever it may be. What's the reason that that happened? I mean, maybe you could say God. I think you know, as God being sovereign, I think nothing goes un. un- he's not unaware of anything, right? So I think there's some, you know, we could talk about that or whatever, right? But it's like, what's the main reason that bad things happen in this world? And it's like Genesis three, the fall, right? Like, what's what, what, what? Why is that significant? Because you know, when we sin, you know, when we fall, when we fell short, right? 
the world's just in chaos and it continues being in chaos. And it's like, yo, that's, I think that's a better reason of saying like, yo, this world, you know, we had this because the world's sinful. Like it's, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. broken. We shouldn't have things like this, but this happened. Right. Like, I think, I think that's reality, right? When you think, when you think of any human or not human thing, but any like, you know, significant event, right. You know, we could talk about stuff in Russia. We could talk about back in history of, you know, uh, slavery, Nazi Germany, stuff like that. It's like, yo, what's the main, what's the main reason of why these things are happening? Are you going to be like, Hey, you know, yo, God says this is going to happen. It's just like, no, the world's broken and sinful. We create wars. We do all these different things because it's been broken and sinful since Adam and Eve. Like, <laughs> yes, not, although we are sinning, I, 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 and you know, sin is kind of generational. Yes. There's more people, more, more sin is being uh, like on the earth. Like, I guess, mathematically, that makes sense. Um, like at the same time, sin is still sin. Like we are all sep- we are born separated from God. That's why we need Jesus, right? And you honestly, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm speaking very uh, opposing to how I normally speak on here. But like I just I just can't excuse. Like I usually could be very understanding, but so we we gotta you gotta have a a basic understanding of theology. Um, and I feel like um, you know, I'm I'm bringing back the cage stage crouch uh era era, but um. It, theology isn't the most important thing right it's very important but but in this case you have to have a basic understanding of, of theology right like you have to at least understand the flow of the bible um how, how you know why the old testament has a covenant why the new testament has a covenant what the new covenant is and its purpose and, and because all of, i feel like all these things directly tie into who jesus was right um and regardless we're all if we're a christian um, we're we're still we're still in our being perfected state, right? We're not perfected until Christ comes back and we're with mm-hmm. Him in glory, right? So we're we're still sinful. Um, we have the Holy Spirit and we can repent and we can we can give those things to Christ, but we are still sinful. And no matter if you're a Christian, no matter if you're a pastor, no matter if you spend forty hours in the church a week or or, or one hour in the church a week. The same Jesus that the pastor needs, the same Jesus is the same Jesus you need. Uh, the same Jesus that the person on the corner um, who, who's addicted to drugs, the, the same Jesus they need is the same Jesus I need. Um, mm. No matter how much Bible I read, no, no matter how much, um, uh, what do you call it, how much scripture I know, how much, um, uh, how much I pray, um, I need Jesus desperately. No matter if I spend 24 hours of the day praying or 24 minutes of the day praying, I need Jesus. So that's the most important, right? That, that's the most important. You need Jesus. You need the gospel. But, and then underneath that, I think you just need a basic un- understanding of theology. So this way, you know, people can't fool you. Um, this way you kind of uh, have a, you know, you can navigate through the, the, the word and you could understand and know Jesus a little bit more personally, because in his word is where he, you, you will get to see his character. You'll get to see mm-hmm. the person of Jesus uh, and, you know, spend time in his word um, and just honestly, just try, try not to just think you're right. I, you know, and I know I'm saying this with so much passion, um, and I'm acting like I'm right here, but like, be willing to be wrong. And just because you hear something that's like opposing to what your church is saying, or opposing to what your pastor or your favorite influencer is saying, um, be willing to know that you are sinful and you might be wrong, um, and your pride might be getting in the way. Um, 
And yeah, man, as long as you you have Jesus, you have that basic level of theology right underneath it, right there. You know, you uh, uh, your five point. No, 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 I'm just. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah you have you know your, your 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 four um spiritual laws you know you understand the four spiritual laws which is known as as the gospel um first and foremost the four that's the most un like thing any christian should know right a very basic the four spiritual laws um man is sinful um and separated from god well, no, no no god has a perfect plan for your life but man is sinful and separated from god G god sent jesus uh to die for your sins and his for his um his blood sacrifice is the only propitiation for your sin, right? And if you believe on his name, you will be saved, right? Those are the four points, right? Uh, you have that basic understanding and then just a, a roadmap of what the Old Testament is, uh, what the Gospels are, what, what the Book of Acts is, and then the letters and, you know, Revelation. Just have a basic understanding of that. And, and people aren't going to kind of mess with you, your brain and make you feel like you need soul care all the time. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, so basically what Chad is saying, don't listen to the 18 year old TikTok Christian influencers. Maybe hey, a while sometimes, but I have, I have a personal beef with them. Not, not really, but you know, anyway, anime yo, related, bro. <laughs> See the anime related. Anyway, yo, that is, that is the episode. Make, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all you guys for watching thus far. Shout out to Tara Lynn. Just give her a special shout out because she just popped through tonight. Hey, um, yo, put, put the hands up. Hey, yo, we out there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, there we go. Wait, wait. I had, I had the comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yo make sure you guys like comment subscribe we appreciate you guys for tapping in with us and until next time if you don't... think i'm a fool bro <laughs> message josh bro all dms go straight to josh bro he'll argue with you not me <laughs> hey yo i'm dead yo we will catch you guys later <laughs>